it's just gotten worse I'm even more savage I'm like mm, bye okay I'm leaning into myself I'm just gonna be who I am but not everybody's gonna like I'm not looking for praise but you want people to be genuinely happy for you the same way that you're happy for them I'm not the same person I was 30 minutes ago oh <laughs> uh, nothing kinky just you know he likes a bit of black lace and whatever makes me feel good I'm a big believer in investing in the people who invest in you well yeah turning 30 you kind of figure out what you like and who you are bye Felicia you've quickly realized your life is different to before long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray but trying as it is we wouldn't have it any other way let's remove the stigma talk candidly and have some fun the more you listen the more you'll realize you're not the only one right here i promise is where you'll find a safe space so if you're looking for some mum life balance you've come to the right place so pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummy. We've all heard the term 30, flirty and thriving. But is there really a big difference from 29 to 30? For a lot of us, it seems the answer is yes, whether it's caring less about what others think, reducing our inner circle, or having a lot less tolerance for bullshit. It seems the introduction to our 30s is a great opportunity to do a cleanse of old habits, old ideas, or even old insecurities. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I have a fabulous guest on today who you may recognize from one of the previous seasons, and we are going to talk about all of the things that shift when you turn 30. And it seems like a lot of people can resonate with this because 86% of you said that you felt the same thing. But welcome to the beautiful Jess Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. We are sitting in your brand new house. Mm -hmm. How does it feel to be a mortgage owner house owner it feels good at the moment I yep. haven't paid the first mortgage <laughs> payment yet so it, I don't think that's hit me yet but yep. it's fun to have like my own place I know yeah. and it's so beautiful it is all this space you'll have to make sure that you keep an eye on Jess's Instagram and her YouTube because she's showing all things house now before we start about today's conversation I want to ask you you have three beautiful kitties mm-hmm. But obviously changing from normal life to mum life, you have these moments where you go, oh my God, have kids, they said. Like, this is, I'm now a mum. Do you have any of those moments that spring to mind when I say that? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, having kids is so chaotic. And I just, like, I think back to my life pre-kids and I'm like, remember when I used to think my life was hard? (laughs) (laughs) And my days were busy and I had no time to do anything and now I'm, like, actually living that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So nuts. When did you first have your kids? Like, how old were you? I was 24 when I had Levi, um, and then 25 when I had Bowie, and then 28 when I had Goldie. So nicely spaced apart, but I I thought I was so old when I had Levi at 24. I was like, I'm really behind schedule. Like, I wanted to have a baby at 21. And now when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, I was a baby. I was so young. Like, I have two 20-year-old sisters and I'm like, do not get pregnant. Oh my God. You wait. Live your life. (laughs) Learn from me. I love my kids, but learn from me. Like, you have so much time. Hopefully they listen. I know. I was 24, 25, 24. I can't remember mm. when I had Peyton and same thing. I mm. felt like I was ready and I look back on it now and go, oh God, why didn't you enjoy more of that selfish time yeah. 
just like sleep-ins and going to the movies. Oh, my God, the movies. Yeah. And like, I don't know about you, but since moving to Brisbane, I've discovered like all of my friends who grew up in Brisbane always did like Thursday night parties and Sunday sessions and all that kind of stuff. I never did Sunday sessions. You did it? No, they weren't like a thing. And now I'm like, oh, damn it. Now I can't because I have kids. Yeah, they ruin like the spontaneity. They do. That's the only thing, like, I obviously love having my kids, but pre-kids, like, I miss how spontaneous Phil and I were. Yeah. Just, let's just go away for the weekend, or let's just go to the movies at nine o'clock at night, or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The random sex, that's gone. And it's funny, because we were just saying before about (laughs) sex is definitely going to come up, because... I've heard that women peak in, you know, their 30s mm-hmm. to their 40s when it comes to sexuality and boys are far younger. Mm-hmm. Have you found a change in sex? Because you've only been 30 for how long? What, a couple of months? Oh, no, last month, like three weeks. Oh, last month? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, how do I put this? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I have moments, probably yeah. depending on my cycle each month. Like one yeah. week I could be like real into it. I'll wear like the outfits and really get into it. And then the oh, other Hang week, on, hang on. The oh, outfits. Nothing kinky. Like... Just, you know, he likes a bit of black lace and whatever makes me feel good. Um, but the other three weeks I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning more as I get older about that whole cycle thing, you know, like when you're like the best time to do certain things, like this is when you have heaps of energy and then this is times where you won't want to do a freaking thing. I feel like that's definitely a thing. 100%. When do you find you are most interested in sex? My first week coming off my period. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah, during my period week, it's like a release of anger. Like I just feel calm. Like some people PMS, but like on their period, I do it two weeks leading up to it. Yeah. So the week before I'm like, I hate you so much. Like, let's get a divorce. And then my period comes and I'm like, oh, there it goes. All my anger out of my body. And then the first week after is when Phil knows like this is his week. That's his time to strike. That's like the best outcome for him is first week and then it gradually goes down so so it's really that that week that is one on. week and so you have yeah. a candle situation yeah right? sometimes yeah tell us a bit about that so I'm not very verbal when it comes to um making the first move I don't know why I just have never been that way I'm not shy in the bedroom when it like happens but just like asking for sex is weird to me I'm like no <laughs> so sometimes if I'm having a good day and I know like you know what, I could probably do this tonight. I'll just light the candle next to the bedroom, really like subtle. I don't say anything and he just knows when he sees that candle that that's like his green light to make a move, like he's allowed to, he's not going to get shut down. Like he still definitely tries when there's no candle, but he knows like if there's a candle, then it's definitely on. Yeah. What if you change your mind from when you light the candle? I blow it out before I get into bed and he just, he looks at me and he hates me, but I'm like, sorry. Like, it's, it's been a day. I'm not the same person I was I 30 not. minutes ago. Yeah. Just dinner didn't sit right with me. Oh, it's so funny because I think like you get to 30 or you have kids and kids are beautiful, but they're mm-hmm. the biggest cock blockers. Yeah. And you might be like really confident sexually, but there's so many obstacles. Like there is no spontaneity with sex mm-hmm. anymore. For sure. Do you ever, apart from the candle, make the first move? No. <laughs> no. Oh. I will. Um, I will drop hints during the day, and I'll do the flirty thing, and you know, lead him on, and then it will come to bedtime, and I'm like, you know what? 
morning Jess isn't PM Jess and things have changed. I'm tired. My kids were assholes or, you know, you left something on the bench and I just didn't forget that today and I'm going to punish you now. (laughs) And Levi's getting older too. So he is obviously more aware of things. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get caught by the kids? We've only been caught one time by Bowie (laughs) and it was mid. We didn't notice until (laughs) we just looked right and he was just standing there half asleep, scratching his head, just like... I don't think he really knew what was happening. He was half asleep, but that was the only time. (laughs) And yeah, gross. I was scarred for life. We locked the door now. Oh, bless. Mm. It's so hard though. It's it's such a hard thing because yeah, you you just, you never know when they're going to creep in, even if they're good sleepers. Absolutely. a lot. Yeah. Obviously sex isn't the only thing that changes. Like I think when you get to 30 and it's a generalization because it's when I put the poll up on Instagram, a lot of people were like, yeah, but I changed more when I had kids. And I think... That is a big thing. You shift when you become a mum. But I don't know, for me, it's like I hit 30 and I was like, do you know what? I just don't have a lot of space in my life for people who aren't going to support me or who are shitty friends. Like, I'm a big believer in investing in the people who invest in you. Yeah. How did you find from a friendship perspective that things changed when you hit 30? I feel like this happened to me after I had Goldie. Yeah, I don't know why. I didn't really, like, I know when people say, like, when they become a mum, like, things change for them. And I think because I became a mum so young, that didn't really happen to me the first time. I was still, you know, young and kind of vulnerable and insecure. So through Levi and Bowie, I still kind of kept people around me because I needed to have friends in my life and things like that. And then I had Goldie and... I don't know if it's just because she was a girl or like it was just a different pregnancy. I was just like, I don't have time for people's bullshit Mm. anymore. Like I need to invest in my kids and my family and put my energy into people that put their energy into me. And that's, that's all I want. So it kind of started with Goldie. Um, And then I found like my 29th year, I became a bit more savage and not so forgiving to people that did me wrong or just didn't align with me like I'm happy that I'm happy to have friends that have different opinions or like values or things like that but when it starts to like affect our friendship or they can't kind of just like that's your view that's my view and they like try and push it on me that just like didn't sit right with me especially Mm. like going through COVID like everyone's so tense at the moment and relationships are affected and yeah I just if it started to get negative I was just like you know what life's too short I don't care like if we're just going to be like friends that argue then we're not really friends and it was easier for me to let go so I think turning 30 (laughs) it's just gotten worse I'm even more savage I'm like "Mm, bye like I just don't care anymore because yeah life's too short and I don't have time like enough time I don't have enough weekend time to see the friends that I love like why am I going to try and hold on to friendships that bring me no value and they don't you know they're not there for my highs like that's what I look for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my God, a thousand percent. <laughs> and I think if someone can't respect that you have a different view, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I think there's certain topics, yeah, sure. But I think you have the right to go, this is, what are we doing this for? Yeah. Like we're not adding value to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big person now on, I almost categorize people in my head. Like, how do I feel when I walk away from you? Yeah. Like, have you drained me of energy yeah. or are you bringing something to my yeah. life? Because, yeah, there's not enough time in the day. Mm. And I think particularly with three kids, mm. like your time and your energy is so precious. Yeah. You don't want to waste it on people yeah. being stupid. No. And I think as well, people need to remember that 
just because you've been friends with someone for a really long time doesn't mean they're entitled to be in your life if they're not giving you anything yeah you know like we just bought this house and I I noticed the friends that are so happy for me and the friends that congratulate me because it's the right thing to do on Facebook you know there's no when there's no phone call or text or you know real excitement you notice that Mm. you notice that lacking and that's where I've kind of like you know what see ya like it's just like I don't need praise I'm not looking for praise but you want people to be genuinely happy for you the same way that you're happy for them yeah Mm. a thousand percent and I think too if if you are not genuinely happy for a friend when Mm -hmm. they do well yeah you need to look at yourself absolutely because how can you not want to be happy for someone and I think you know you might want the same thing like someone else might want a house Mm -hmm. but wouldn't you look at you for example and go okay what did these guys do because anyone who follows you on Instagram for example which you would assume that your friends do and you're having conversations outside of that platform yeah they know that it was a slog for you to get the house so wouldn't they be celebrating be like yes bitch yeah you got here for sure you don't want people who are going to be like oh well you know you didn't deserve that (laughs) I deserve that more than you yeah why has it happened to me yeah yeah bye Felicia Mm-hmm. How do you find though too with Instagram? Did you find a shift in people? Because you know, when you first start a platform, it's almost like people kind of go, "Oh, okay, yeah. like a bit of a hobby for you." Like, yeah. love that for you. Yeah. And you've noticed people will support you and be like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Yeah. And then there's other people who kind of are like, "Oh, good luck." Yeah. But then for you, it's kind of blown up, mm-hmm. and it's now your job. Yeah. Did you find a shift in friendships there or people supporting you? Yeah, I've literally lost friendships because of them not understanding that Instagram is my job. Like I I work very hard at keeping my Instagram and my friendships separate in the sense that when we go to group catch-ups or whatever, I don't talk about Instagram. I don't talk about people that I'm friends with through Instagram or anything like that, unless of course my friends ask me about something. Yeah. Um, But it's not something that I push on people because I like to keep it separate. I feel like it keeps me grounded and humble even. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? I love that. Um, and so, but like, as you said, like when I first started, I guess people kind of thought it was a hobby. And when I started taking it a bit more seriously, I remember having this one friend that um, I messaged one day and was like, hey, you want to catch up? Haven't seen you in ages. And she was like, oh, look, I just think that you put Instagram before our friendship, like you're on it all day. And I just don't think that I can like be friends with you anymore. And it was really strange. It was so odd, like, cause it was like a group friendship. And I remember crying to feel like, why would she say this? Like, it's my job. I never talk about Instagram when we're together. And, you know, I never mix that. I don't understand where she's coming from. And so I've definitely lost friendships from people that don't understand it. Yeah. Um, come full circle. And now like, I could see that that's what she's trying to do. So it's quite funny. I don't know oh. if it was like a, you know, a jealousy. I hate to say that, but like a jealousy thing. Well, like, yeah. I just yeah. don't know. Um, but I guess that's like moving forward. I even worked harder to make sure that my Instagram and my friendships stayed separate. Yeah. So it definitely like can affect. Yeah, that. totally. Mm. I think though too, you know, you don't necessarily have to understand it. And it can be Instagram or it could be any kind of job or yeah. some kind of decision you're making. Like my bridesmaids, for example, both of them barely use Instagram. Yeah. They are on private. Yeah. And they were kind of like weird about me tagging them in any photos because yeah. they're like, does it mean people are going to look at you? I was like, that people will creep on you, yeah. but they won't see anything because you're uh-huh. private. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't. And I'm always conscious not to 
constantly like film and Mm -mm. talk no one cares if you're not in the Instagram world for example and it's the same as like when I used to be in banking and I'd catch up with banker friends and you'd sit there and talk about work and Dan would just be like I have no fucking idea what you're talking about like nobody outside of that occupation gives a shit yeah so it is good to keep it separate Mm -hmm. but if you can't again be happy for your happiness yeah that's a you issue yes not a me issue yes See Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Quote of the day. <laughs> it's so true, though. And how else have you found, like, obviously your relationship with Phil has evolved as time's gone on. And I think there's a massive shift in your 20s mm-hmm. as a person. And when you're with someone during that period, you definitely grow together or you grow apart. Mm-hmm. You guys have grown together. Yeah. But how's your relationship changed as you've sort of evolved out of your 20s? Um, I th- Like, it's definitely better I think that both of our priorities have changed and our priorities are each other for a long time I think Phil's priorities were work that was just he came from like not a bad family but like you know poor upbringing so his work ethic was really strong because he was like not gonna be like that when I'm older I want to work hard and have nice Mm. things and things like that so when we first got together his worth work ethic was really strong and sometimes that impacted our relationship because it meant that he was working 14 hour days and when I wanted to hang out on a Saturday he was like oh I'm going to go to work and you know get extra money Um, and then obviously having kids things change and our priorities change and then I I would say in the last two to three years our priorities have become more of each other and we put each other first and he really understands like my job now like he struggled Mm. with that at first he didn't understand Instagram he was like why are you talking about us online like that's so weird um and now those people love it yeah they love it but he's like he was really private he didn't have Instagram I made him get Instagram (laughs) I was like post me I want everyone to know I'm your girlfriend um but now that we prioritize each other I think that that's like what makes our relationship stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so important. Mm-hmm. And now he's definitely on board. Like he does oh, a lot of your shooting loves for it. you. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've turned him into a monster. He absolutely loves it. Loves getting in front of the camera. Like he loves videography, which I love. Like I love that he has a passion. Yeah. Um, even if it does take up my weekend sometimes. <laughs> It's fine. Like, I'm glad that he's doing something that he loves. Yeah. Yeah. Even if some mole takes him away to shoot her elopement. Like, rude. (laughs) And it's so funny because the whole time I was like, if you need to go, go. And he's like, no, I'm just organizing the kids. And I was like, oh my God, just drive home. Because I think I was away or something. Yeah. Add something on. That's right. And, but he he was so, he's like, no, I just want to get this shot. Like, he's so dedicated and passionate, which is awesome. Yeah. That must be really nice for you to see as a partner, too. Yeah. Like, that evolution of him. Yeah. I like, I remember watching him make youtube videos on not youtube just videos on like iMovie like it's like a shit such a shit shit oh my god I can't talk <laughs> so flustered talking about him <laughs> there's so much heat in this room yeah, and he's not even here now. but like I've seen his growth and like nobody knows how hard he works to do what he does like he yeah. is constantly watching tutorials and like learning like he loves to learn stuff and it's really awesome to see him evolve and like get better and better and use that to my advantage no absolutely (laughs) works out very well you can pay him with uh putting the candle on (laughs) candle is lit (laughs) and obviously like I don't know about you but as I've gotten older my style and my taste has definitely evolved yeah how have you found that for you like 
in yourself, like mm. the clothes that you wear and the yeah. choices that you make for you. Like what yeah. does that look like? Oh, it's totally different. I look back at old photos of me and I'm like, oh, what was I doing? Like <laughs> Same girl, skinny same. Jeans? No, why was I wearing that? <laughs> I still kind of like skinny <laughs> jeans. I know that everyone's saying that they're not happening, oh. but I'm not going to let them go. No, I think <laughs> if you're like really skinny, it works for you. But when you're like kind of curvy, it just it's just does it doesn't sit right with me anymore but everything's changed my whole everything has changed but I also think when I was 20 I was slutty <laughs> but I was also cheap I was poor I didn't have money so I was at yeah. Supre in that alley and I was buying the five dollar t-shirts and you know whatever I could and I had no style like I think style back then was like so weird yeah but now I'm in a better place and I can afford to invest in pieces that I actually really like or that are ethical and sustainable and look nice and build my wardrobe and it just you know, I can afford to put effort in now. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's the biggest difference, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that you all, everyone, has to go through that awkward, yeah, supre card far out. <laughs> I I was in that phase for a long time yeah. in my late teens. Yeah. Um, but you have to go through that to then figure out who you are and what you like. Well, yeah, turning thirty, you kind of figure out you know what you like and who you are and that shows in what you wear and how you present yourself yeah so definitely yeah and you obviously have an evolution of confidence how are you feeling now in yourself like and I know we keep saying 30 and it's yeah. been a month but I feel like that's just kind of the token For sure. shift turn yeah. but how do you feel about yourself I am in a constant mind battle with this like some days I'm like, oh, who cares? Like if I'm walking down the street and I know that, you know, my jeans are a bit tight and my button's about to pop, nobody else knows and nobody else cares, even if yeah. it did happen, you know. I have those days where I'm like, life's too short to care. Like I'm going to eat that ice cream because I could die tomorrow. Like yeah. I actually don't care. But I know summer is coming and it's bikini <laughs> weather and I know that um, that mindset might change day to day. But I think I'm I'm going on that pathway of not caring as much. And like yeah. that's a lot for me to say because I've had plastic surgery. I'm openly like I'll openly say that. I did get my mum tum cut away. And I think if I still had that, I would definitely not be confident the way I am today. And I'm yeah. thankful that I did that. I got my breast smaller, I got a reduction, and that's definitely changed everything for me. So when I have those bad days, I could try to remind myself like, you know, you're working with something a lot different than what you had, you know, before your surgery and Mm -hmm. kind of like be grateful, like look what you've got, like you're fine. You know, women say all the time, like, oh I'd love to have your body, like try not to be so hard on yourself. Mm. And that definitely helps. But I still have bad days. Everyone has bad days. There's definitely things I would still change about myself. Like my nose I want a nose job so bad, like, and it's not even that bad, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's just fine. <laughs> it's just something I've wanted since I was 13, so yeah. it's hard to let that go. But yeah. also, turning 30, I'm like, well, why? Why bother now? Mm. Like, who cares? You've made it 30 years. Yeah. Like, what does it matter? It's funny. It is one of those things, though, where you, you have your own insecurities mm-hmm. and you will always want what you don't have yeah. like you'll look at someone and be like oh she's skinnier me that she'll look at you and be like oh I wish I had her booty yeah. like you just I feel like we're never really happy no and it's just more of about going okay well I'm just gonna make it work yeah and how do you find though again being online because I think whether you're online or not people get really concerned about okay I'm leaning into myself I'm just gonna be who I am yeah but not everybody's gonna like you Mm-mm. how do you take criticism 
because you are actually <laughs> subject to criticism because yeah. you are online. Yeah. I don't handle criticism very well. Neither. Um, <laughs> and I think the problem that I struggle with is the criticism that I get is all assumption based. And so whenever someone comes at me, like my instinct is like fight, not mm. flight. Like I just want to fight and be like, no, that's not true. And this is why, and this is why, and these are the receipts. But like I would be giving out more of my personal information and self. And I don't want to validate what they're saying or give them a reaction. So yeah. Yeah, I just, it's it's still a struggle, the criticism. Mm. And even like criticism of myself, like someone will say something about my body or, you know, I have a fat ass and I'm like, oh, damn, do I? And then the next day we're like, yeah, I do. Like, it's just, <laughs> I really fluctuate with my emotions. Two so words, just, Kimmy K. That's, it. that's all you need and to I respond with. I did not with. pay for mine. <laughs> did not pay for mine. On the record. <laughs> yeah, this is on the record. Um. I think though a lot of people do attack because they see something in you that mm. they don't see in themselves yeah. and it's that automatic, well, I want what you have, but I'm not going to admit that. So I'm just going to tear you down because yeah. it's going to make me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. And what a sad way to live. Yeah. To look at someone and actually have the energy to go, you know what? I don't like this about you. Yeah. Well, cool. Sorry, Diana. Nobody <laughs> asked you. Like, when did I ask? Yeah, Never. exactly. Mm-hmm. What else do you think, or do you have anything that you think has shifted since turning 30 or as you've gotten older? I think I'm just trying to just be happy with myself and not constantly trying to meet other people's expectations. Like it's being mm-hmm. online, like you're constantly trying to be liked and, you know, get followers and things like that and I think I'm just trying to remind myself that people will follow you if they like you not because you want to make them like you like yeah. that that will burn off soon like you can't hold that consistency of always trying to achieve something if it doesn't come natural to you so I'm just trying to just go with the flow of who I am and what yeah. I like yeah and I think people can see that too mm-hmm. because you're right. There's all these people who are trying to do the same things yep. or, you know, oh, this is the trend. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Or this is what people want to see. Yeah. But it does die off. And yeah. the truth is people will unfollow you for reasons that sometimes have nothing to do with you. Ridiculous. Um, like wearing Crocs. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I copped the loss the other day. <laughs> well, look, I don't know. I was definitely on the edge there. <laughs> I can't do Crocs. But they look cute on you. And the funny thing is we'll all probably be wearing in Crocs in three months. Watch me set that trend. I I will do it. I'll make it a trend. (laughs) I know. And that's that's the funniest part because we'll look at something and go, no, that's never going to happen. And then in six months' time, we're all doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. Hashtag influencer. Do you feel like your parenting has changed as you've gotten older? No, I don't think so. I, no, I don't think so. (laughs) I would add to that. I think it's the same. Like um, my biggest thing with my parenting is that I try and give my kids what I wanted as a kid. Yeah. I love my mom. Not going to shit on my mom. But my mom is not a mom. She's a dad. Like mm. She's a dad. You know, yeah. she's a lesbian. She's taken on the dad role. Yeah. So for me, I felt like I lacked that um, mother-daughter relationship that I always craved. Like I was saying to a friend yesterday, like my mom's never – ask me to go to brunch or we've never just casually gone to the movies like we've never done that that's just not our relationship and Mm -hmm. I just need to move on from that like that's just not what we have but that's something that I can give to my kids and you know 
always offer them like they don't might not necessarily want to go to brunch with me but I'm always going to offer them and you know make sure that that I'm available to them emotionally and physically yeah um I would say that's you know I don't I wouldn't say my parenting's changed that's something that's always been on my mind but I definitely remember that as I get older Mm. as well Mm. yeah and I think you do reflect and go oh maybe I wish this could have been different for me Mm -hmm. and you try that with your kids and the truth is there's always going to be something that you you know, there's always some reason that you're in therapy because of your mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it is right about though, minimizing it. And the half of it is just realizing or having that reflection to go, okay, this is what I want to do differently. Yeah. But it can be hard. Yeah. Do you think that it's influenced your relationship with Goldie specifically? Oh, yeah, she's for a girl? sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, uh, like, from what people say, I, I feel like what people see online, they think that I favor her. Um, but they don't realize that, you know, I had a good, you know, year and a half with Levi by himself and I put everything into Levi mm. and I wasn't really online then. So you probably didn't see that. Mm. And then same with Bowie, like I was very small when I had Bowie and I put everything into Bowie, but I wasn't that big then. And mm. now that I had Goldie, I was, my platform was a bit bigger and more people are watching and they, they think that I favor her, but I'm like, I'm just doing exactly what I did with my previous three kids. You just didn't see the first two and that's all. But also, you know, I think because I really crave that mother daughter relationship, Mm. I really put a lot into her. Um, but the other two, you know, they're, they're not at a loss. They get me as well offline. Like they don't really want to be on my Instagram. Levi's at school now. I need to be more respectful of him and, you know, other parents that might watch me like mm. I don't want them to know about him um unless he asks he's always in his uniform so I'm not going to put him online yeah um but they have you know we have a great relationship they have a great relationship with their dad and I'm not worried yeah yeah and she's the youngest she is like she's still a baby you, you youngest always is going to demand the most attention yeah. and she's not at school she's so not, yeah. it's a different dynamic yeah and I totally resonate with that like a lot of people probably I've never had anybody say anything to me yeah. but probably think the same because Peyton's nine now yeah and uh, some of her friends have Instagram yeah. which blows my mind yeah but I don't want to put stuff on there that's going to embarrass her yeah so it's yeah you'll see more of Archer because that's just, he's a baby he's, a baby. Like he's with me all the, all time. the time he's attached to me like a yeah. on koala yeah that's just what it is yeah and it, I think it comes back to that assumption piece too mm-hmm. and I think when it comes to your real life it is making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who know who you are and know your values and yeah. all of that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Do you have any advice that you would give to, say, 20-year-old Hojess? <laughs> your words, not mine. Look, like I think about this a lot, like what I would tell my <clears throat> 20-year-old self, but I like where I am today. Mm. I know that I've, you know, dated shit people and done shit things or, you know, just all of that stuff that you go through as a 20 year old but I like where I am now Mm -hmm. and I think if I hadn't done all of that stuff I wouldn't be here I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now like and I I have 20 year old sisters as I said to you and I I always give them advice based off what I went through and they and I tell them all the time like I know you're gonna roll your eyes at me because (laughs) you're 20 and I'm 30 like we're super close um but I was like I'm not trying to be your mom like Mm. I've been through this only 10 years ago like I know what you're going through that boy ain't shit, like you're not going to care about him or, you know, save money here or don't do this, like don't do drugs. Like, <laughs> just like I mean, I didn't do drugs, but I'm just like, don't do it, it's scary. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't think I would tell myself anything different because I like where I am now, but I definitely mm-hmm. give my sisters advice all the time based off decisions I made when I was young. Yeah. 
They love it and hate it. (laughs) I think though too, you actually have to give yourself credit for Mm -hmm. going through that and making it out the other side. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we can get caught up in going, oh, you know, I used to do this or people are going to judge me. You know, people who knew you 10 years ago don't know who you are now unless they're still in your life. Yeah. And you can't beat yourself up for those mistakes. Like we've all done shitty things. Dumb shit. So many shitty things and made bad decisions. Yeah. But without that, you can't learn. No. And unless you're repeating the same mistakes over and over again, then it's just a lesson and you move forward. For sure. And like – you know, social media wasn't as big as it was Thank God. 10 years ago. Thank God. Like we would, I would be canceled. Yeah. I know it. I would be like, I used to say some foul shit Yeah. because that's just what everyone did back then. Mm. Not everyone was, you know, I'm not saying that it's fine, but you know, not everyone was as sensitive back then. You could mm. get away with saying silly things, which you would never say now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank God. But I think people were a bit more relaxed back then and we did crazy things because no one was videoing it and it was fine (laughs) oh Oh god I yeah I'm so grateful that social media wasn't around then I just think there's that's what kind of scares me as particularly for Peyton being a girl yes as she gets older and you because you make stupid decisions and you think in your head that they're right at the time and then now it's like it can be captured online and be a lifetime of misery but yeah I don't know. It's all about growth, right? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously um, I'm a huge advocate of mum life balance. I think it's super important to try and connect with that person that you were pre-kids or even just that person who you are outside of kids. Yeah. And I like to call it the me before mummy. What does Jess do to connect with just Jess? Oh, God. Drink. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The occasional twerking sesh. Yeah, look, like I know – like I love a dance. I love to yeah. go out and have a dance and have a drink with my girlfriends. And you know, now that Goldie's getting a little bit older, um, giving her to a babysitter is getting easier. And you know, having nights out with Phil or with my friends is you know, coming back, and I love yeah. that. Um, yeah. But that's kind of my go-to, my pre-jess, pre-kid thing. Yeah. That I love to do. Yeah. And you had a massive party for your thirtieth. I did. Which it was Fantastic. amazing. Massive in terms of like it was a big night. We didn't have a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know what? Like I remember being upset leading up to that event because of the restrictions and having mm-hmm. to cut people, thinking that it would be boring. But it ended up being the best night because I had 30 of my closest friends. Like yeah. they, there was no like, oh, I'll just have to invite them because I have to or, you know, random people there. It was all 30 of my closest girlfriends that I could just be myself around and it was just the best night. We like, we all had the best time and it was just a blessing. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. That's it's so good. nice that you still got to celebrate because it yeah. is, a, it's, it's a big thing. Yeah. Like I know, you know, every birthday is a, a big deal because you've made it another year and you live yeah. and you learn. But 30, I feel like is a big turning point. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to be thinking on your th- on your 40th? Oh, God, I just don't even – I'll definitely <laughs> be crying. I know I'll be crying. But I watch um, – I love Kourtney Kardashian. And Same. She, her. Yeah. She's and the I best. Just, if I'm anything like her at 40, just no fucks given. Yeah. No time for anyone that's, like, negative energy. Like, I, I think I'll be happy. And I feel like – I don't know if this is just something that people tell themselves to make themselves feel better, but I feel like – you know, we'll still feel young at 40 and we'll be like, oh, it's not even that bad. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of people say that 40 is like even better than your 30s. Like 40s, you really don't give a fuck. Don't care. And you know who you are Mm -hmm. and you know what you want to do and you can just lean right into that. So, I mean, I'm not 
really like trying to speak no. the process <laughs> no. but I think I'll be okay with turning 42 yeah me too I'm looking for the no fucks attitude yeah I'm looking forward to that I love that yeah well I'm going to put all of your details into the show notes if you don't follow Jess already you should absolutely follow her and her business is Bloom Store as well so I'll put the details in there too but thank you so much for joining You're me and so having a welcome. chat thank you Thanks so much for joining us for a chat. I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself. If you did, feel free to share it on socials and tag at Mummy Republic or at Danny Rogers. And if you want to hear more conversations, click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. In the meantime, don't forget to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the me before mummy. See you next week.